Hello, you're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with the squeaky chair, Chris. <laughs> Yo. And today is our reviews of summer 2015. It started. We're we're part one of, no, I think, no, four. No, sir. No, sir. What? It's ending. It's not starting. No, the reviews are starting. But it's the the season's ending. And we're starting reviews. But it's no, ending. No, se- it didn't. It's ending. Yes, it is. We have, like, five more shows to finish. I'm sad. What are you sad about? That some of these shows are ending. There's a few of them that I'm pretty upset about stopping, and you just gotta accept it and move on. But 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 I don't. You, got, want you to. have to move on, Chris. I don't want Stop to. It. So you have to move on. But rabbits are coming. What what rabbits are coming? The next season. Uh, that's that's a good one. Yeah, I guess. Uh, we, this episode, this is going to be one of, I think, four podcasts, not 100% on it yet, because one of them is pretty packed. Uh, but yeah, we have, in this one we have Himoto, Umaro-chan, Castletown Dandelion, Chaos Dragon, Gate, the Japanese Earth Defense Force fought there, or something like that, um, Awaharu X Machine Gun, Sky Wizard Academy, My Wife is a Student Council President, Guy, Bikini Warriors, most important. And at the end, we're going to do School Live. And we put School Live in the very end, the last minute, because you'll, we'll kind of explain that when we get to it. But there's kind of an element of you probably shouldn't listen to this review at least watching until after watching at least the first episode kind of thing. So, yeah, that's why we put it at the end. Again, you can find us at TakuSpirit.com. That's where all of our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime is, plus our forum at the top there for our wonderful community. And, yeah, Himoto, Amaro-chan. That works for me. Kind of happy it's finally over. <laughs> Are you? Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm. Of all these shows, this is probably one of the ones that I'm. I'm happy it's over. I'm pleased that it's over. I'm ambivalent. Well, let's get into the story for this one first. That sounds good to me. We start. We kick things off by meeting Umaro, and she is this beautiful high school girl. She's gorgeous. She's perfect at everything. Everybody admires her. The men love her. Uh, she's just gorgeous and everything. And but when she gets home, things change. When she's home alone with her brother Tahe, she suddenly becomes a gremlin. A gremlin. Like she physically changes into a gremlin. Apparently, I I I think she turns into a chibi. I wouldn't. Call, I guess you can call it chibi. I don't know. I, I, yeah, well, chibi. That's the best way. Chibi to explain works it. for me. And she becomes a gremlin that basically <laughs> consumes every. See, I was saying gremlin because it encompasses what she is. But she consumes snacks. No, no, she's just she she sits in front of her computer or the television all the time. She's lazy. She doesn't want to do anything but just gorge herself. She, she, and then she just she she's just turns into a lolly that has not been taken care of. Not properly. a lolly. That is not a lolly. Do she, not tarnish she, the name of lolly. You, you, see, no, no, a, a lolly can be like that. The problem is, is that, that it's a little bit spoiled. It, it, you I have accept to, lollies you have that are to, spoiled like to, that. Mar- Maro-chan, no. No, you have to encourage them to want to be better. And, and, and this is obviously one that has not been. Tahe, somebody said it best on the forums was... Technically, Tahe is a is a enabler, and yep. he deserves the 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 gremlin that is Umaru. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, we come to find out that at some point, uh, Tahe, who is now a working man, uh, very young working man, uh, decided to take her 
and have her live at his apartment. They never really got into why she was needing to live there. They never really got she into just, her parents. She just could get away with it with him, and she couldn't get away with it with her parents. That's did they actually? I, get, that? I got that impression at some point. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, that explains everything. But I never she, really got that. She did specifically say that she wanted to be with Onichan because she could be this way. Yeah, I can she get that. did, I but she that. did not specifically say they did not allow her to be that way. She just that's why she wanted to be with him. But whenever her friends or ever she goes to school, she's always suddenly turns back into her magical Umarun form. And is beautiful again. So if somebody comes visits, she turns into her beautiful form. Except for a few cases where they kind of catch her and apparently her physically being a small chibi thing makes them believe that she's somebody else. And yeah, I was, did not was, quite gather that, that whole was, thing. That was one of those things that kind of got a little annoying towards the end as it was like, okay, now you are specifically saying that this is actually a physical change that she is going through, and that really kind of bugged me. But Well, see, when it first happened, when somebody first noticed her in her gremlin form, she had her little hamster thing hood on, she was in lazy outfits, and she was being lazy, and so I thought it was just a thing of, they were seeing her, but they were seeing this girl that was just messy, and maybe they just thought that that's a different sister. And then when it gets to the point where they don't recognize her at all. It's like, okay, uh, it's just comedy. Don't ex- don't look into it too much. <laughs> uh, we eventually meet Evana, who is a transfer from another, uh, an outskirts, I think she said, uh, Aki, Akita or something like that. I don't remember. And she ha- she struggles with her dialect. She's a country and- bumpkin. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, she struggles with her, her dialect. Um, but she also gets a crush on Tahe, who kind of doesn't, view her differently as opposed to everybody else. Uh, you meet Selfenford, who's at uh, Umaro's school, and she is a rival, basically. She she wants to beat Umaro. She wants to beat anybody at anything. And, of course, Umaro being perfect as she is, she she latches onto Umaro, of course. And she says, Desuwa! A lot. That's important. Uh, and then we also meet uh, Kirie, who is uh, socially awkward, and I think she's going to stab somebody at any minute, but she never does. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> Bomber, who is Kirie's uh, brother and works with Tahe at his work, and then also Kano, who is a childhood friend of Bomber and Tahe from school, who is their boss. No, not sure how that worked out, but it worked out. Um, yeah, uh, this show is a comedy and uh, didn't laugh too much, but that's just me. I, I didn't get too much in the humor regarding this show. Um, I did like Ebena. I thought she was cute. Um, I'm with Chris. I liked Umaro when she was in her normal form, and she was cute, and she was kind of playing off this adorableness to usually blackmail Tahe. Um, I started liking Sylphen Ford way late in the show, Sorry, Kia, I didn't, I didn't really get too I liked to. her. I liked no, her. I, I thought she was cute in her own awkward way. I, I, I There there was a lot of Don Derry in this show that kind of dr- drug me through it, I, and I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, when like Andrew had said, Umaru, when she was in her chibi form, I really did not like her. I It was one of those things that it was just really frustrating to... I, it's not that I, 
it, it, I think it's more because she didn't, she, yeah, she kind of developed a little bit during the course of the show, but there was too much of a tendency to go back to it. And, and I guess is the best way to put it. It, yeah, she would show a little bit of, oh, hey, my, my big brother is doing this for me. I should acknowledge that. Or um, I, I I really like just being around my, my, my big brother. It's not that I want to be doing things alone. And I liked a lot of those things and, and how those things were explored. Unfortunately, it, it just had a tendency to go back to focusing on her as a, I don't want to do anything but geek out and eat and drink and just do nothing else you know you know what i'm saying yeah it felt kind of i was kind of checking to see if it was a four panel comic originally but apparently not it felt very four panel comic in that nothing that happens really affects the next scene um it really did um so then i kind of agree with that regard where i'll see something really cute happen and the next second there we're right back where we were before which is typical for a comedy i'm not expecting huge character developments and huge you know, realizations and dynamic happenings. But um, I, I think the thing that kind of annoys me the most is the fact that I don't I don't get it. And this is one of those shows where everybody's blowing up about this character. Everybody's just loving her. She's a, she's a garbage monster thing, and I love her. And, oh, look, she's doing this cool thing that I like doing, is sitting in front of a TV and snacking. It's like... Yeah, I guess I get that whole relating thing, but I don't quite get why that makes it a good show. It's I'm not finding it human. Watching her make her rotation for food eating and soda drinking, it's like I, I don't skip forward. I don't really care. Deciding what snack to buy with this big, huge room of characters deciding over a snack, I don't care. Skip forward. It, it troubles me that I, there's such a big, huge hype over the show, and I just don't get it. And that's... It, it upsets me in the fact that I don't, I don't, I'm not with that group of people, and I'm sad that I have to come in here and and say that I don't like it because then people are going to hate me for the fact that I don't like it, and that turns into a big cycle of annoyance for me. So, and I, I guess I get it. It's the, it's the somebody put it best. It's the Garfield of this century, your kind of thing. It's she's got a Garfield thing going for her. The well, lazy. I was, I was going eaten. for more of the uh, what was that girl's name that. Uh, Everybody hyped Harvey, up. No, well, yeah, hyping wise, yeah, but she she just not hits the same all character. the otaku notes, and and that's really what uh, she is. I mean, she's just this lazy otaku that wants to be a a, a a homestay, but she can't really be a homestay. She has to go to school, and I mean, and and I I did I did get a kick out of it. Somebody had pointed out the fact that she she earns it by going to school and and getting perfect grades all the time. Yeah, I can see that. But when it comes down to it, the the, the main problem is, is that the the she has it it, it has a hard time trying to trans and and I, and I don't want to talk bad about this show because I do like the show. Um I it, it's one of those things that every character outside of this one little character and who is the main focus of the show, I can't stand. So it's it's hard for me to imply that there is not a problem with the show because there is an Umaro-chan. I mean, no, no way of getting around it. And I, I, it's getting back to my point was, uh, her as a character, not changing as I think the main frustration, if, even if she was to get 
at the end of the show actually show that, okay, I care about my big brother, therefore I'm going to do this, this, and this. Instead, she's getting in a, uh, she's trying to trick him into going and getting a, uh, a van so that she can be, la- she can be lazy in the, in the back of the van while she's going to school. That shows me that there was no progression. She is the same as she was at the beginning of the show as, as she was at the end of the show. And I don't really expect, ex- I don't, I don't really expect progression as a character in a comedy. That's, that's the thing. It's just, this is, this is our, this is our, this is our joke and, have this is a joke this is this is the joke have fun and 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 and, and for the most part i don't didn't have a problem with any of the show it was her her as a character i did not like yeah and if you want to make her the main focus of the show then technically that's going to cause a problem for me and and my enjoyment of this show take her parts out and i love the show yeah that's pretty much my my thing i was like i i was we made the joke, I think, in our first impressions of the the whole uh, follow a character through writing hell, and it was just I was just waiting for Ebena to show up. And that's all. That that was that was like three quarters of the show for me was oh, there's Ebena, cool, uh, cool. I I think she's adorable. She every time that she would say something in her her dialect and and it would slip out and she'd be embarrassed over it. She'd be embarrassed about having to do something around Tahe, or and then it was like three quarters of the way through, they started actually doing character development for Sylphin Ford, and I was like, "Hey, I'm starting to like Sylphin Ford now, so now I'm all about the the Desuas." And but those were like the only two characters that I got really into care about. I I kind of like Tahe. I kind of felt bad for him, but I think that was just one of those. Uh, you just feel bad for him, so you root for him, kind of thing. Like, oh, this poor guy, he has to deal with this crap all the time. But he, he wanted, has a cute he wanted sister, him to so. notice his, his 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 boss because she was cute. Yeah, the the, the boss was cute, but she only got like <laughs> five minutes any time. <laughs> um, I kind of got a kick out of the whole bomber and uh, uh, KDA thing, and didn't make much sense towards the later part. But again, it's a comedy. Who cares? Uh, but in the end of the day. I, I'm unfortunately I did not enjoy this show at all. I was glad that it was over. Um, I struggled through the entire thing. I guess I just didn't really feel like I related to any of the. Come on, I, I'm I like to I like to snack. I like to 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 be lazy every now and then. It's just I don't need to watch somebody do that. Especially don't need to just watch a a Genki hyper girl do that and. Just didn't yeah, appeal to me. Sadly. How does a Genki be, be lazy? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, and how does a Genki lazy girl suddenly get 100% all of her grades, even though she never studies? That doesn't make any sense to me. But again, comedy. Don't think about it too hard. So sorry for everybody. I know you're all going to hate me. Um, you all loved Amaro Chan. I didn't get it. Sorry. We move on. You got anything else to say to add to it before we move on? No, because I'd just be saying the same thing. Okay, we like saying the same thing over and over again. Apparently, Hamato Amara-chan likes to say the same thing over and over again. So we move on to something that I actually enjoyed. Yay! Castletown Dandelion, or Jokan Machi no Dandelion. Uh, this is a show that follows a girl named Akane. Well, it doesn't really follow her, but the main starting focus is Akane. Uh, she is the daughter of the king of Castletown. Uh, this king has decided at some point that he wants his family to... 
live a normal life. So they live in a humble home um, in the middle of a suburb. Uh, he allows his children to go to school like any other normal kid does. And also decided at some point he wanted to put cameras up in the entire town everywhere except for at their house and at the school. And record everything that his children are doing for the sole sake of the town being able to decide which of his, I think it was nine kids, I think it was nine, which of his nine kids will be the next king. So they get to vote. It's like the most crazy TV reality, TV show ever. Um, so you find to follow them as their daily life as they go to school, but also at the same time start trying to campaign to be the next king, all for their own reasons. Uh, we learned that, of course, Akane is extremely shy, so she doesn't like the idea that there's cameras everywhere, and she devotes her kingship, if she becomes king, to get rid of all cameras. Um, you meet all the, the different uh, kids and find out what their, their desires are for kingship. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this show. I did a written review already, giving it high praises. Uh, this is one of the shows that I was just very sad to see and because I just enjoyed all the characters. Um, I kind of agreed with Chris in our first impression that it was kind of a little confusing at first to kind of catch, grasp who is who, and that was mainly because they introduced a um, one, a character that was uh, wanting to uh, be the girlfriend of Shu, the, the, the son of the family, the older son. And she kind of looked a little bit like one of the one of the actual daughters so it was a little confusing there but after that it kind of clears up when you start seeing that she's always with Shu and this girl is going to become an idol so that kind of clears up so I really had no problems outside of that I really enjoyed the characters I really enjoyed the comedy I thought the characters were cute um, I enjoyed the kind of element that they put into the show of uh, each character trying to get their own reason for becoming king uh, started becoming questioning as to who's going to win, and that was plenty for me. I, I enjoyed every aspect of that. So, what do you think, Chris? Oh, uh, I thought it was fine. I, I, I just, I think that it. I still think that it had a little bit too many characters, but it, all in all, it. I especially liked the last episode, the uh, pulling all the all the ki- all the kids together to save the day. That that's just I guess I, I forgot to mention that they all have special powers too. <laughs> yeah, they all have powers. Um, but yeah, I I guess that's that's a safe way of saying it. To save the day, good good way of putting it. Yeah, I I liked that. That's the entire span of events. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I I think it they did really well at 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 just tying the bow and saying this is this show. And I was like. That's that's good. Like I said, I, I I I still think that there was too many characters, but overall it was a decent show, and I enjoyed myself watching it. Yeah, I what, what was cute about it is they, um, of course, the, I kind of mentioned already the, the special powers. You have like Akane who uh, controls gravity, um, Hikari who can grow and shrink. Uh, she has a power of growth, and she can also uh, ungrow things. I'm not sure what you call that. Uh, Teru is like the youngest son. He's like extremely strong. Uh, Shiori, who is the uh, youngest daughter, she can speak to anything. She was actually adorable. Like the one of my favorite and most adorable scene was the whole uh, Akani was sick and she comes in and gives her a charm. I was like, oh gosh. Hey, 
しおりうん元気の出るおまじないうんあしおりどこでそんなの Too cute. <laughs> um, yeah, they didn't have enough of her. Yeah, they had, they had, they had a good bit of her. They didn't have enough of Kane and they didn't have enough of her. What, what, are, what are you expecting? More of them, too. There w a s too many of these other kids that. You just wanted to be three characters as the, as the, the, the daughters and just the, the three Moe ish daughters, and that's it. That's the show. No, I can, I can do with the, the seventh Deadly Sins girl. I, I, I could do with her. I yeah, Misaki was, right. was able and, to. And Aoi, although she was quiet. I mean, I think that she could have done more. I, I, so I'm, I'm all right with There's her. There's technically a reason behind that. Though. And, and Hikari, that. she was pretty cute. And I, I enjoyed her little story of her. So, I mean, just get rid of the boys. And that was, that was the thing that actually <laughs> I enjoyed. Get rid of the king, too. That's one of the things I actually enjoy most about the show is that even though it was a comedy, even though it was cutesy, had a lot of cute elements to it, not overly sugary cutesy. We're not talking about, you know, is the order a rabbit kind of sugary. Um, but it. In the, within all that, there's actually really good storylines. You mentioned it, Hikari, the, the girl that decides to become an idol in order to get votes. Following that whole story was cute. I liked its conclusion. And then following Misaki, and, who can make more of herself, and、uh, Haruka, who can, like, he can find probability in things, him supporting her, that was cute.、Uh, Shu and his, his love life, quote unquote. Um, his connection with Kanade and why Kanade wants to be king. All these things had like legitimate stories within them that aren't like save the world type stuff, but it is important to them, and you see how important it is to them, and it drives the characters. It was a surprise to actually get that much in there to the point that I fell in love with the characters. No matter which of the characters, I fell in love with them. I wanted them to succeed, I wanted to see what they were going to do, which kind of l e n d itself to the ending of. Who's going to be king, and you're wanting to figure out which one's going to have their dreams come true, kind of thing. Which was,、uh, I would say that the ending wasn't like grandiose great, but it, it did well in wrapping it up. That is so funny because I got the exact opposite. You <laughs> did not like the entire show, but you thought the ending was great. I thought I the, the ending was great. The entire show was great when you thought, yeah. <laughs> no, I just thought that there was just too much going on. I didn't think there was too much. It, it did well I, in going, we're going to follow this character for. Half of the show, we're gonna follow this character for half the show. I didn't have a problem with keeping up with what was going on, so I'm not sure where the confusion is. I, 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 I understood just, you with the first part and, and confusing the, the girlfriend. No, Hikari, and, and, no that, that was, was just that was just an example of what I was talking about with the entire show. It, it, it was constantly all over the place, it was following this character, following this character. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have enough with any one particular character that I was like, okay, I'm enjoying myself with this character. I'm, instead, I have, there's nine different kids plus the, the girlfriend. And it's like, I, I'm just all over the place in this show. And then we, then we toss in the, the king and the queen. And it's like, okay, there, there's just too many things going on. I just want. One solid thing going through, and I didn't have that. That's, it's, it's, but that's the show, though. That's the, but that's see, the thing. I couldn't follow. That was the writer in, was going for. I couldn't fall in love with any of these characters until the very end because it was constantly going all over the place.、Oh, I love it's, not, it's not that I hate this show. I don't hate the show. It was a fine show, and I loved the ending. I thought it was very good to see all these siblings get together to save the day. I thought that was really well done. 
Why can't you take the praise that I give? Because you're you're saying it with the, an undertone of the, I didn't like this, but I I that's fine. When I, I like when I, I don't show. like anything, you. <laughs> no, it's whenever I I praise a show, you always come with the negatives. It, that's usually what happens. Which is I have fine. different tastes than you. Why does it bother you that you you're you're the negative here? Because you jump on. Me. <laughs> this is what happens every time you're neg- uh, positive on something. But yeah, I didn't have a problem with the... I follow the character just fine. I love the show. Um, I definitely recommend it. Go check it out. Um, really great show. And I'm sad that it's over, unfortunately. Let's move on to a show that I'm going to be negative for. And you're probably going to negative too. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, people probably heard most of our thoughts on this if they were okay with our spoiler cast where we talked about this show. Um, this is Chaos Dragon. Sekiru uh, Sin- Sineki, I guess. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a media franchise that was built around uh, I think the Red Dragon franchise. Uh, the whole concept here was they brought a bunch of character designers together, including, as most know, the Ubuchi, uh, to create characters for this this franchise, and then they made it into an anime, which is what we have here is Chaos Dragon. It takes place on the island of Nil Kamui. Kamu, I guess is the way to pronounce it. Um, it's an island that is secluded off the uh, off of the main continent. Um, at some point, this entire nation of Quran decides to invade uh, this con- uh, this entire island. Um, they take down the uh, main kingdom, which is Nil Kamui, uh, and in the process, that they're moving to the east towards the kingdom of uh, what was the other kingdom called? Denicia. The Naishia decides to bring up defenses and let what happens happens. And then during that process, the Red Dragon, which basically is the guardian of this island, decides to come out and go ballistic. He just goes enraged. He kills indiscriminately. He kills the people of uh, Nil Kamui and kills the people of uh, Karan, which then brings up this whole concept of creating an expedition. And the expedition is kind of like, a, I guess it's a neut- neutral party. And this neutral party is uh, comprised of bits and pieces of the best warriors from each of these countries. Even though they're at warring right now, they all come together with a common goal of this red dragon's bad. He's going to kill everybody. We might as well come together to try to, you know, find out how to stop him. Um, It's sort of kind of headed off by Ibuki, who is the uh, next in line to be king for the now destroyed uh, kingdom of Nil Kamui. And also join with different characters as they go along their journey. You meet Lao, who is uh, a psychopath with a sword that feeds off of the the, the souls of that which it cuts. Um, you join with Eha, who is basically a uh, I don't know, a bounded one, is what they call him. And bounded ones are basically where it's a it's a person who is created to be connected to a beast, and they're always connected to that beast. And if they're severed, they die. Uh, Swallow, who is part of the uh, Danashia kingdom that is boarded up on the east side, um, and he has the power of bringing the most potential out of items before they shatter. Um, I think that's pretty much most of the main cast. You also have uh, Fugaku, who is very loyal to Ibuki's family and wants him to be the next king, which is the whole reason why Ibuki's involved with all this stuff, because he's a pacifist. And they go on their journey to find and cure or kill the red dragon each person kind of has their own desire some want to kill him some want to fix him some want to 
just don't want to have anything to do with anything. Some just want to kill the expedition, but we don't know until later. And it, when the show kind of starts out, and Ibuki kind of gets thrown into the situation, he again, he doesn't want to be involved with it. He's seen his kingdom fall. He doesn't want to have anything to do with anything. Uh, he gets a, uh, I forget what they called it. it was a, it's a gem that is connected to the Red Dragon and planted into his chest. And what this gem does is, is it creates a communication between him and this supposedly enraged dragon. And the power that it gives him is the power of death. And what it entails is the dragon basically says, give me, uh, if Ibuki wants to, is in a dire situation, he'll call upon the red dragon to help him. And the red dragon always says, give me an equal sacrifice. So if you want to kill this person that's killing everybody, you have to give me the life of something that is precious to you. And that usually means a friend or something. And this kind of turns into a, uh, starting out, it was a huge gimmick to me. I, I felt quite jarred by it. It felt very kill, uh, uh, Kamiga Killish, where we want to basically every episode kill at least one character and make you sorrowful that that character was murdered in some gruesome way. And then the next episode, what character is he going to kill this time? It felt very much like that. But thankfully, they kind of moved away from that after you got the first few sacrifice done. And it started moving more into, let's gather the party and go find the Red Dragon. And it still kind of comes up again later on, but they kind of did some clever things with it, uh, despite it being a very uh, cheap gimmick. They they found some fascinating ways to use it. But I think the, the takeaway from most of the show is really, I like the character designs. First and foremost, I love the character designs. I thought each one of the characters were fascinating. And I guess that's kind of accredited to the fact that you had so many great, talented minds that came into this and created their own unique characters with special abilities learning what those special abilities are learning how they work that was a fascinating thing about the show that's what i enjoyed about the show the world yeah, i'm pretty on board with it it's a cool fantasy setting it kind of didn't really apply very well towards the end but it was still a fascinating world the story execution is on the other hand not in my favorable favorable department. That was the part that just kind of fell flat with me. It was an interesting way of getting these characters together and move them forward and have an excuse to learn about these characters, but in the end when it came together for the conclusion it was not that interesting. It wasn't a great conclusion. It wasn't a, a fascinating way of concluding this whole story. And that's the unfortunate part of the story. And one of the reasons why I didn't want to review this show, it was one of those I like the characters. I like this world. But the story doesn't really go anywhere interesting. It doesn't conclude very... I mean, it, it has a good conclusion. It does wrap things up. But it's nothing really to write home about. Is the unfortunate part about it. Okay, I guess it's my turn, huh? He does a big inhale and <laughs> his eyes roll back behind his head and he thinks about how he can destroy something. <laughs> This this show just got way too convoluted for me. I I I was fine. See, this is where I can actually agree with you. I couldn't agree with you on Cast Sunday Line. <laughs> I can agree with this one. The way I put it in my review is their feet were entirely too huge for that shoe. Yeah, it it, it got it got it was it, it it started out it was fine. I I I was really I I felt the hook. I was like, wow. I mean, if you're going this far in the first episode, I mean, I I can't. 
I can't help but want to see what's going on in the future. See, I was um, I was not liking the first episode. At I, all. And, and I agree. I, I I didn't like the decision making. I didn't like the the how the this situation came together to cause that. But I understood where they were they were trying to shock and push you through to the next episode, and I was fine with that. But when they started, when, once you start seeing that they are the the world that they're building, it starts. You start seeing uh, the breadcrumbs that they're laying out, and slowly the threads are trying to come together, but they're not. It it just it you start noticing, I I guess plot holes in a way. Yeah, just things that to, because this I mean, was a you, big they, they, slice they, of cheese with holes all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I I I, I flat out I. I think about the point I checked out was about what the obviously fourth? the point where that girl took that nail on the boat. <laughs> no, actually, it was earlier than that. It was the camp that turned to the returned. Oh, the return stuff. Yeah, yeah. Once they started doing that, once they did that, I was like, I. Well, see that that was for a different reason for me because me the biggest issue the biggest issue I had with this with how many characters where there were and how huge the foot is that they were trying to fit in the shoe was that it was hard to. F- it was hard to remember who. And it was nice at the beginning of every episode. They kind of did this little thing where they're you think that they're just kind of explaining the story over again every episode. But what they're doing is trying to reaffirm with you this character is part of this country. This character is part of this country. And every episode they'll do a different character there. This character is part of this country. But even then, I could not follow who was with what country half the time. The only thing I knew was that Swellow was with the Black Dragon and Ibuki was with the Red Dragon. Everybody else, I have no clue. Don't ask me. I I couldn't tell you. I I still to the like like we were. I yeah. I, I, I Andrew kind of explained it a little bit, but I still don't know what the the mechanical guy was doing. Um, I I know that Aha likes uh, uh, Ibuki. We do know that. And wants to be it, his sword. Wants to be his sword. And She's and I think that, I think that you were saying that that uh, Saber Girl was was on the Black Dragon side. No, she was. She just- likes Swallow. No, she was with the... See, this is where it's confusing. Technically, Swallow was with the, the, the Nashia, and he was given the power of the Black Dragon. Black Dragon is technically a guardian from another country. Oh, so the Black this Dragon... This is not helping you at all, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the Red Dragon was of that, that island, and they brought, and that's the whole reason why they were br- putting those spike stones down, because they were trying to that change the polarity of the area that. to Black Dragon, thus the Black Dragon would be able to have its full potential. Yeah, I did pick that up. I gathered a lot of this story. I gathered a lot of the characters and their alliances, but I didn't gather them all. It was really about the point where they brought in, quote-unquote, the Saber character, and they started bringing in all these countries that were kind of at each other's throats without being at each other's throats. I couldn't gather who was with what party. I gathered the main characters, but not the side characters. There was so many of them, and I couldn't gather what what they're there for. So maybe you you can explain something to me. Who was the third sister? The third sister. The random third sister that popped up after... You said something about that when we were doing the spoiler cast. I don't know what you were talking about. You didn't know what I was talking about? You're talking about Ibuki and then his sister, and you're saying another sister? Yeah, there was another There was another with the white hair like them, and she was just wandering around talking to the the... the mechanical guy and she was over there off to the side while they were all fighting in, on the on the castle. Oh yeah, I got you what you're saying. Yeah. I didn't know who she was, what she was there for. I figured she was another one of those things of 
oh, thanks for popping out of nowhere. Uh, the story's ended, kind of thing. <laughs> like usually with those characters, when I watch a show and they have that. Like, uh, we just watched the last of uh, school prison, or, or prison school, and it was like, there's three new characters that look like, quote-unquote, actual main, uh, actual characters that are going to be part of the story, because they look very unique. I'm not even putting them in my mind at all, because I know this episode's inning, and they're part of the manga. I don't <laughs> care. You're here now. You have no substance. If you're, po- if you're popping up in the last episode, you have no purpose being here. Goodbye. <laughs> Go away. Because I'm not watching. I'm not reading your manga. I'm not playing your iOS game. So I know I'm not going to care about you. So don't be a part of this. Don't don't pull a Tokyo ESP and be a significant part of this show because I don't, know you're not. Don't be, be like me and go and look up the the above ground <laughs> <laughs> student council. But yeah, I yeah, I was I was like, what is that? Third? What are you talking about? Third. Um, okay, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I guess I follow that. I didn't see anything about her throughout the entire show except for she popped up out of nowhere. I don't know. No, she 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 was there in the episode before, and she was talking to the mechanical guy. But like I said, I I and maybe I'm assuming she's a sister. I do know she talked to Ibuki. I don't remember her saying if she said uh, because like I said, I was pretty much checked out. I I was barely following what was going on. I was like, okay. And, and 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 like I was telling Andrew when he 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 made the joke about uh, me over because I was over exaggerating the convoluted the convoluted ship thing. I did understand what was going on. It was just at that point it if you stop and you take the time to actually piece it out, it does get really convoluted because you're you're there's a lot of things going on in this show that you just have to make assumptions that you're going to leap to the logical conclusion that this is what this is that there's just so much stuff going on here that like i said it gets very convoluted and i think that that took more away from my enjoyment other than the fact that it was a very dark show than me actually enjoying it because like my brother said the artwork is very good um i very much enjoyed eha i i i liked some of the characters motivations other characters Namely, the ones that were used that that they used the crazy aspect. They they tried too hard to rely on. Okay, this character's motivations. Oh, just because she's crazy. No, no, you can't do that. At least give her a motivation. Lou almost had it, but she bordered on the edge of going back and forth between crazy and having an actual logical. Now, Lois Lois always controlled by her sword. That was right. That's why I say that she's crazy. She's just controlled by her sword and her sword is crazy. Her sword wants souls. And that's what I was saying. She bordered on it. I'm not saying that she was completely crazy. I'm saying that she bordered on the edge of it. She had that lust for the power and I understood her. That's why she's, she bordered on it. The other one, the, the, that just irritated the snot out of me. She had no logical conclusion to what she was doing. I want, I want to, I want to, I want to, I have a lot of rage and I hate everybody, but I love my brother. So therefore I'm going to take my brother, but my brother's not going to No, her, her, her logic, it, 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 it it relied too heavily on her being crazy. They explained it. It was, it was not that bad. So I wouldn't agree with that one, but I gathered enough from that, that it made sense to me. Um, We've been we've been beating this too much. Let's 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 move forward. Let's go into 
but like I said, I, I, we've already hit it on plenty of times. Good, good style, uh, good character designs, good, uh, art styles, all that kind of stuff. Interesting characters just didn't execute it very well. So it's a good fantasy show if you're looking for something. So it's worth checking out if you, if you're in that realm, if you like the action-y, uh, fantasy world, a little bit of political intrigue put in there as well. Um, supernatural kind of elements is it's it's good for that so check it out if, if that's what you're looking for our next one gate sadly it came to a conclusion um not completely because come back in january thankfully i'm i, I can't wait <laughs> it was it was it was like out of nowhere like we know this is going 24 episodes yay we're cool with it and then suddenly out of nowhere i think about the nine episode point they're like yeah it's not coming back until about january so you're, you're getting a break uh, but we're going to talk about it because it is a single, it is a, uh, the first core is done and we have a gap, so we will review this at this point. Um, again, that is, uh, Gate, thus the Japanese, uh, self-defense force or ground defense, ground self-defense force fought there. I could never get an exact on that, that subtitle, but yeah, this, uh, this story takes place in Tokyo for a while. Tokyo suddenly a gate appears in Tokyo and monsters and and knights and, and this is like modern time I, I think they kind of hint that this might be a little bit around our time but like knights and on horseback and dragons and and ogres and orcs and stuff are flowing out of this gate into modern time Japan and they're killing people left and right and at the same time our our protagonist uh, Yuji is visiting this location because he wants to go to uh, uh, some kind of otaku convention that's going on. And he leaps into action because he actually has a military background. He jumps out there, helps basically protect some people, get them to a safe location while the Japanese uh, military comes back in here and basically just just decimates the invaders. Uh, They quarantine off this gate that they're coming in at. And... Then it comes to question, what are we going to do now? So, rather than destroy this gate, uh, Japan basically decides we're going to go through that gate and we're going to meet them head on. Because if we destroy the gate, it might pop up somewhere else. Instead, we're, we're going to go to their lands and, and you know, take them down or, or find out what they're doing. So, mankind makes a, a group of military and they go into this gate. And that's including Yuji, which is our, our main character. And as they go into this land, uh, they're quickly attacked by the empire that is on this other side. Because on the other side of this gate is basically kind of like a medieval setting. It's way back in the day. It's it's fantasy kind of setting. It's not modern like our time is. They're still using bows and arrows and, and swords and boards, that kind of stuff. And that turns into quite a slaughter fest. Because as mankind comes through this with tanks and, and machine guns, and this other side tries to take them down, they just get mowed down because... Sorry, machine gun greater than shield. <laughs> um, and this kind of twists from that to uh, as mankind kind of makes th- at the point of the gate their new home, uh, they start sending out groups to go out and uh, discover what where they're at, to find out more about the people that they that, that are part of this land. And you kind of follow Yuji as he kind of goes out with little expeditions to kind of meet the villagers, help them out a little bit, find out information, find, and it kind of progresses to trying to find out their, how their economy works and all this information about where they're at. 
And of course, being what his kind of setting is, he meets lots of beautiful little girls and they kind of follow him about, but it doesn't get Haramish. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just win this this uh this review in five seconds. You ready? Okay. Rotary Merc- Mercury, ten out of ten. Okay. Um but of course they made like I said, he meets uh Luna who is a elf girl. Um her village attacked by dragons. You meet uh Lele who is also kind of a she was cute. Uh, we call it a casualty to this this whole dragon mess that was happening. Rory, who kind of meets them and kind of wonders why she's a, a like a demigod. She she's was a demigod. Was what exactly was she? She was god she of was the death. Death, death god. Demigod. Well, war she was demigoddess. So I wasn't wrong there. <laughs> um, but she kind of follows them because she's kind of interested in what what are these green people and why do they have my children kind of thing. Um, and that progresses as we kind of, what's cool about this show is that when I first seen it, it was like, oh, okay, here we go. Military otaku, you now have a, a harem when your show have fun, but no, it really kind of, it gets so much more deeper than that as it starts to get really into the politics of what's involved here. Uh, you start having other nations wondering about what, where is Japan going? Where is this new world? What's, what kind of resources can we gather from that? Should we allow Japan to have this this gate and have control over it. We might want the resources that are in there. Let's see if we can get in there. Uh, no, allow them to do that and see if they fail, and then we can come in and take over at that point. It was a lot of really interesting political aspects that were involved with it. And going into the other side, into the uh, the land they're in, you start getting more into like the empire and and possibly speaking peace or. I think probably the most interesting element mostly about this show is when we were when the show first started, they had this whole element of like I mentioned, they came in there and they basically slaughtered their opposition as the military has guns and stuff. And it really kind of dives into the element of uh it's like a slaughter fest and it was it was unsettling and I thought it was unsettling because it was just me, but it it was for a purpose. It was explaining something and it shows me that the writing in the show is a lot more clever than I gave it credit for when I first seen the PVs for it. I was afraid this was going to be not that interesting. But in fact, I got something that was very cleverly written and a lot of great characters. Yes, Rory Mercury is without a doubt like the best character in the show because her voice acting is, is incredible. And she's just a very clever character. I like her character and, and everything that she basically does. Yuji, I liked his character because they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to make him a stupid otaku that was constantly thinking about what's next anime show that's going to be on. Instead, he was a character that was really get something done. He was he was fitting his military background. He, a lot of military background on him. He got things done. And then, yeah, every now and then they go, is that a Neko girl? Like, I can see myself. I can put myself in his shoes. I can relate to him in that situation. Sweet. A, cat, a goth lolly kind of thing. I, I like those elements. Uh, Lele, I liked her mainly because she was kind of the look at uh, the two sides coming together. She was really that bridge. She was the one that wanted to learn the, how to translate the, the language and stuff. But they started getting more into her and how she was using 
advancements in Japan to enhance her magic. That was like the part where I was going, my gosh, this can get so much more larger if they keep going down this route. I can see so many possibilities in this show moving forward. And that was, that's what has me excited the most about this moving forward. I want to see this become a thing because I can see so much potential in this show. There's so many routes that they can take it, and the writing's already shown that they can do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, 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 I think that they have a lot of time. They take a lot of time to... to um, there, there's nothing that's left behind. I, the... the, the about there's about two or three things that that I I I'm frustrated with as far as things that d- don't seem to have been covered, and I'm sure that they'll eventually cover them. Um, but for for all intents and purposes, they it's it, it the the things that matter are what are covered, and I I like that about the show. the The characters themselves, I yeah, I I love Rory. I but but like my brother was saying Lelia uh, I love her I uh Luna was great uh Pina I love her and her entire group uh Rose Knights I thought that they're they're absolutely in- intriguing um I get a kick out of the 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 maids that that were that they were showing at one point with that had all of the all of the different monster girls all lined up in a in a row it was just absolutely a a, a just Way too much fun. I love this show. And they, 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 like I said before, they definitely have plenty of directions. I mean, they've already pretty much set up the next arc they can possibly go into, but um, hopefully that doesn't go out too long because there's so many other things I want them to explore. I want to see possibly more about Rory and and her whole thing with that whole, uh, was it like an earth god or whatever that she's terrified of? This is like the girl that seems like she's terrified of nothing, but yet she has something that she's terrified of. Um, I want to see more about Yuji and why he is so epic and why he's he's basically the Japanese version of Seals. Um, I want to I want them to get more into Tuka and her thing that she's struggling with right now. She I, she seemed like she was the character that was the least touched, and that's speaking a lot on the fact that Lele wasn't really hugely touched either. Um, she has a very prominent issue with her and it seems like they're not addressing it and for proper reason and again that goes back to really good writing Yuji's reason for not addressing that is a proper reason and it makes sense even though it sucks I I like that they're willing to do that and not just be okay well her episode is this episode and we're gonna go we're gonna go fix her that's this episode is to fix her no they they give a legitimate reason why we're not dealing with that right now I appreciate that again I appreciate the writing that is in the show and I definitely recommend it um, it didn't feel like too much of an abrupt ending. It was more of a fact of, and this again, this is knowing that we have another core coming. It wasn't abrupt because I knew that there was more coming. It was more of, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm good for right now. You've 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 filled my stomach. I want more. I will be patient. <laughs> I well, do do you think that they'll ever cover? Because, like you were saying, I I see the direction that they're going here soon. I hope that they don't they don't ex- extend out that core or that arc too long, um, because th- there there's there's the gleaming issue of the uh, other other countries they want access to the gate. Um, there's the glaring issue. I, the one that I I think is probably the most problematic for me is who was it actually that attacked through the gate? The Empire. That's what was implied, but they have never approached it. 
They've never really discussed it. They never explain where the gate came from. That's 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 the, true, that's the bigger important thing, and I think that's something that's coming eventually. I think going forward, you're going to have. They've already kind of hinted the idea of this is the start of the fall of empire. So it's really a they're talking about going to this dragon that is in empire territories that they're not supposed to be touching because they don't want to start. Oh, a war. I thought it was in another country. No, the, it, they say that it's it's be in the borders of empire, the empire, and they don't want to do anything right now because they're currently trying to talk peace with the empire. And okay. if they go into that land, they're going to basically make it impossible for them to do peace talks. And I think what's going to be is they're going to trigger it, and it's going to probably go right into going full front with the empire. But it could be a thing where it just kind of stands down, and then we get into it. I don't think we're probably going to do anything with the the Earth at the moment, but we'll see. I'm I'm dancing around spoilers, so <laughs> that's a usually a good sign that it's time for us to stop talking. Uh, but yeah, I I can't recommend the show enough. I loved every episode I watched. I just wanted more. I wanted more. I wanted more. So definitely go check it out. Yeah, it, it and, out. and and it had a good solid start. You know, just popping up and 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 you just had just enough to intrigue you enough to go into the show. And then once you were in the show, you were you were done. It, it was it. You it, it had you from by the nose the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say probably about it. It gets really to the guts of the writing in about four or five. You start seeing how clever the writing is. You see the potential of the show at that point. Uh, starting her out is really just a let's go kind of thing. Follow him as he goes to the kind of the gate and all that kind of stuff. So uh let's take the tone back down a little bit we've been a little bit too happy it's time to talk uh aoharu x machine gun or aoharu x kikanju and this is a show about a a girl that is often mistaken for a boy because she technically dresses up like a boy and doesn't want to tell anybody it's a girl uh hataru and hataru is a always talks about justice very very uh, what would you call it? A vigilante, a self-proclaimed vigilante. Uh, she believes that any wrongdoing, she needs to help prote- uh, protect the weak, um, solve issues for people kind of thing. Uh, she, at some point, uh, is told by her friend at school that uh, possibly somebody had swindled her out of her money, and she jumps to the conclusion that that person's a bad person, goes to this host club where this uh, Masu- uh, Masamune guy is, and wants to exact justice on this person, but he says, no, let's let's play a game of uh, a survival game. So he, ge- he gives her a airsoft gun, and they go to battle in this host club, and starting out, of course, he says that if, if I win, you, you'll do anything I tell you, and they have this big bout between each other, or this duel. He wins and says, okay, the thing that I want you to do is I want you to join my survival gun club, which is Toy Gun Gun. Not club, but team. And he's... You come to find out that Masamune wants to go to this... Uh, what was it called? Tokyo Gun... What was it called? TGC. TGC. Tokyo Gun... Contest. Competition, Competition I guess. <laughs> TGC. He wants to go to TGC and become the best of Japan. And so... Hotaru joins Masamune and his, uh, his other... Team member Toru, who is a uh, manga artist, I think, and he's he's a little a bit of a shut-in, antisocial kind of character. And they go forward and they do club or do their little team competitions, and then eventually go to uh, TGC to 
try to win there. And you kind of find out that Masamuni has a reason for wanting to go to TGC, and that's to beat this uh, guy that he has a huge grudge against because he's had a history with him and his desire for torturing people in games. I don't know what it is. It's it's weird. But yeah, um, that's basically the synopsis of the show. It it, it it's another it's another uh, survival game anime, and where Sabagabu is the comedy side of it. Uh, was it uh, C3? C3 was the more Moe side of it. This is the Boibu love <laughs> slash overly dramatic and serious version of it. I can say starting out with it, I didn't like it at all because Hatoru was annoying as hell. Thankfully, that subsides. So if you heard our first impression and how much we hated that, that goes down. But the, it's replaced with this element of every episode is Hatoru wanting to tell them that it's she's a girl and then not telling them that she's a girl mixed with Masamune, his issue with this other team and his extremely overly dramatic element of seriousness involved with that. And that's where the show really dies for me. I got sick of hearing Hatoru talk about how she wants to tell him that it's a girl or she's a girl. I got sick of, how they were portraying these overly dramatic moments in the field as being people really getting shot with real guns. It really, they were making it look like a person was literally shooting somebody in the stomach with a shotgun and they're technically airsoft guns. This guy's got like a gigantic real gun of an airsoft gun and it tears the bark off of trees. It's just really too much. Just to put it in perspective. Okay. Like Sabagabu, I enjoyed the fact that they were, they over dramatized everything, but it was on a comedic, aspect. and it was in their head. <laughs> this is yeah, and I'm I'm fine with that. With these, ones, I guess that's in their head on this one too. I guess it's in their head, but they're over dramatizing it in a more melodramatic way. And it's like, okay, if you're going with the comedy, it's fine. If you're going with the over dramatizing as a this is really something that happened, and so it's extremely. I mean, I thought that this guy had randomly turned around and started raping this girl because it was something that he did that was so evil that they couldn't even talk about. And it's like, okay, we've learned that anime well, just, always over dramatizes. I figured it was like a thing where she like he like strung her up on a tree and just beat her to death. I don't know. It was yeah because they left it open and it's like okay, so when we get here, it, it's going to be so bad. So. And then they turns out to, that it was actually not even him that was the bad guy. It was the guy on the. It was. And it's like that. That's that's just dumb. I mean, you can't do this. You you can't. Okay, what I was sold on with the show was the artwork, and I wanted to see a sub- survival game with this artwork, and I was fine with a little bit of you know dramatization to add some characterization, and I was fine with that, but the it over dramatized things and it was like and it focused on those it was like i think that i could probably count the amount of time that they actually spent in survival games to probably about <laughs> 10 20 minutes i i just thought about that yeah there technically was not much survival game it was really all we're in this room together talking about how bad these guys are and no this is the real story and oh i got to tell them that i'm a girl and Oh, you don't know the whole story. Oh, you're going to have to leave because we don't want you to go through what this other person went through. And, 
oh, there's this other team. We're going to go, I'm going to go beat the crap out of this other team with my fists. No, we're going to play this little game over here. And, and I, I don't mind, I don't mind characterization, which there was that to a point here, but it was really more about not letting go of things and and how how detrimental these things are to these people and it's like do you don't need to be playing survival games if 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 this situation is causing you this much yeah. uh uh mental distress you you really don't need to be doing this you you need to quit let it go you you that you're not enjoying this and then that's what they're they were going on about the we we want you to be able or Tachibana, you have to leave because we want you to enjoy survival games. You enjoy it, right? So you have to keep enjoying it. Okay, if you are not enjoying it, you need to stop as well. <laughs> yeah, it's really a thing of they had a. This is like the theme, and that theme was drug out through the entire season, and it was one very simple theme. And when you put so much emphasis on that theme and breadcrumb it as much as they did. The conclusion needs to be something cool, and it needs to have a, a logical reason for being an issue. And I feel like that explanation of that reason was just one of those. That that's it. Like this, really, this, like honestly, this is what we're getting here. Uh, okay. Uh, honestly, I guess. this. I, honestly, this was either manga bait or it was. Uh, it's getting another season. I I can tell you that. I don't know if I want one. Honestly, I'm not sure if I want one because it's just. I don't know if I want another season of. I gotta tell them that I'm a girl. <laughs> well, I mean, if you consider the drop off, because it, it, there was a drop off here. Yeah. All right. Our next one we have is Sky Wizard Academy or Kusen Madoshi Kohaisei no Kyokan. Yeah, and that's a show that follows mankind has been overrun by insect things and so they decided to start living on floating cities and suddenly the wizard aerial combat people start showing being born i don't know they never explain where these came from uh, so they're now on floating islands and it takes place on the floating city of misutogan and it follows eiji who is part of the academy there uh, he's known as being a traitor because at some point he he was fighting in a, a war against the Beatles and then suddenly didn't want to be a part of the Academy anymore, so everybody calls him a traitor. Uh, but he is selected to basically teach the the lowest class possible in the Academy. The These are the misfits, the ones that are just about ready to get kicked out of the Academy because they show no potential. And he's supposed to train them and see if they can, he can possibly turn them around. I think that the whole point was to set him up for failure. If he can, yeah. If he he can't save these these three, then he's he's done. And Technically, he was already done. Yeah, <laughs> that's the weird thing. Uh, and I guess that's the first complaint I have for this show is this: they never really explain where the Beatles came from, how mankind made floating sittings out of nowhere. Uh, why there's magical people, but I guess that's just hey, this is their world. They they already had maybe they already had floating islands, maybe they already had uh, these these wizard these sky wizards. I don't know. There was this whole element of if the sky wizard die, people the regular human normal people forget about them. They never really got into that. 
there's a lot about this world that never really gets explained. It really just kind of jumps right into here's guy who is known as a traitor for really stupid reasons, by the way. And he's going to train these three girls that are terrible at combat how to be a team. And that's really the gist of the show is him proving to the world that he these girls are have potential and to make them show potential to rise up in the academy at the same time bugs attack and some point bug is somehow affecting the academy in some way that i guess would be spoilers i wouldn't go into and harem ensues harem tropes ensue while he's training them is really is the gist now it wasn't as terrible as a show that I thought it was going to be coming into it. I was like, okay, here we go. Here is the uh, absolute duo slash all these other shows that are combat slash harem show the season. I got some enjoyment out of it despite that. It was really a thing of when I first came in the show, I did not like the characters at all. It was like, here's a Sundete that I actually don't like. Uh, here's this girl who's obsessed with herself as being a goddess she can die really quickly, hopefully. Here's Moe Blob that really has no purpose to her but to be the Moe Blob. And then they started kind of developing them, not really developing, but changing them a little bit. Lecti would be the Moe Blob, end up starting becoming a little bit cute. I like how she kind of progressed. Uh, Misora, who was the Sundere, she kind of had a pretty good story behind her. She's probably the only character in the show that had backstory to her. Still don't like the, the goddess lady. Um, the main character was pretty cool. Eiji was pretty cool. Um, he had a good personality to him that kind of uh, broke a lot of the, the harem tropes with the way that he acts. Uh, Yuri was cute, but she was the one of the reasons why I could not stand this whole traitor aspect to the main character. Um, especially towards the end. It still doesn't make any sense why they're playing so much off this traitor aspect when it really has very little to do with anything it wasn't that i thought the dude killed somebody really is what coming into it, i was like seriously did this ag guy kill somebody because they're they're literally wanting to kill him because he's a quote-unquote traitor everybody looks at him like he's some kind of reject of a society like he is like he's they, they treat him terribly what did he do and then when they explain it, it's like what you else? Know, and, 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 and I don't blame you for that because of the way that it came off at the very beginning that he was really the worst of the worst and nobody wanted him. And, and so therefore he was assigned to these three girls that there's no chance that they will ever come together and, and make a decent team. So I don't blame that. But, but as the show progressed, it, it was really... Yuri was misunderstood, misunderstood him, so therefore she kept calling him a traitor. But his team themselves, uh, they actually liked him. There was there was what the the director didn't like him. Some there was somebody else who didn't like him. But the main the main control for most of the situation was uh, the goddess girl's sister, who was like the head of the academy. And like I said earlier, it's like it didn't make no sense why she would want some guy that was already basically an outcast to go serve this class to prove that he's an outcast or something. It, 
that connection didn't make any sense. But yeah, she wanted them to fail miserably. And then, of course, of course, also played off of why the goddess girl is the way she is, because she lived under her shadow the entire time. And the 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 like my brother was saying, uh, Misora was was I I loved a lot of the things involving her. Lecti, I did think that there was a little bit of backstory, but not enough, not enough of it, because they explained where she got her powers from and what what they were there for, and they explained how she was fighting, and it also explained why she was so timid with her abilities. And I I, I did like that. Um, like my brother was saying, Goddess Girl, Rico, it she was very, very annoying. I did not like her, and I don't think that they worked on her character at all. I mean, hit the way to develop her was to enable her, and that that was yeah. not that did not help at all in the situation. It didn't. It didn't. Ex- ex- like, let's see if we can her. redeem this character. No, we're just going to enable it. Yeah, and I mean. I think that where this this show really got kind of broke or stuck is it when it tried to introduce a an antagonist that was not the antagonist that you were expecting. You were expecting the Beatles, and yeah, the Beatles were behind the problem, the the antagonist, but it wasn't the antagonist and that was i think where it got lost in its own own problem and then on top of that it got stuck in a tournament and though the tournament thing was fine per se it 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 lost a little bit of its value in the aspect of this show doesn't lend itself towards the 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 tournament battle it really didn't right uh I mean, it's fine as a way, but the show didn't lend itself for that because of it didn't it didn't allow for its the powers per se. I'm going to say quote unquote powers. It didn't allow for those to really truly shine like they do when they were battling the the, the Beatles. So six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Both both have their issues. So. In my opinion, it was a fine show. Uh, I enjoyed the lot, most of the characters. There was one or two that I didn't care for, especially the antagonist. I I, I thought oh my he was gosh. just a complete and total failure. Worst antagonist in the history of anime, almost. I, I yeah, I guess the 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 come away from it is it really felt like a overly convoluted introduction to the manga. I don't see this ever having a second season, and to have a show that says here is this big world here is these cool these uh these sky wizards and we're not going to explain how any of this really comes to be uh here's a, a a bad group that's trying to kill them here is the most stupid antagonist possible tournament conclusion and it's like that wait um the beatles though about the beatles what what about the beatles the, the things that we talked about at the start what, what about those why did we do a tournament? This doesn't make any. It, it it gets it gets lost in the idea that you're you're bad focus. It really did feel like one single chapter in a very big book that they could have gotten into so much cooler stuff. Why did we go here? Of all this cool, interesting elements you have in the show, why did we focus on this? Because this is not that interesting. This does not tell me anything about this world. 
that you couldn't tell me in like a, a quick brief monologue at the beginning. I think that I I think that we we both agreed at at some point that it, it there was a complete and total waste of of potential with this show. I mean, you you very quickly see what I mean, I think probably about the third episode you start seeing um Kanata's uh hidden power and 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 you get ideas of why he is considered the quote unquote traitor. Um so I mean there is a potential that's there and it and it shows itself not early but fairly early. So I mean and then to and then they get stuck in a tournament and therefore boom it, it you you just lose all the potential at by the end of the show. Yeah. It doesn't help that being as seemingly action oriented it is the the animation was extremely sluggish it just felt like every time they went to attack something it didn't seem like they were really physically hitting it um they do a lot of really goofy cg in there it wasn't terrible but again it's sluggish it doesn't look like anything's connecting with anything and to have like probably most all the action scenes involve them hitting these same balloons over and over again in very awkward ways. <laughs> Didn't really help. I and and I think that we both talked about that at one point. The one of the things, them being the sky wizards, okay, that lends itself to the idea of you can have some very graceful, very fluid attacks and some beautiful possibilities for for choreography and things like that and. It, it did not. It didn't come off at that in that way at all. I mean, and and that's that's saying because I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't care if there's stills. I don't care if there's CG per se. But you had a lot here. I mean, Sky Sky. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I want to watch that uh, that uh, that goofy Moe the Strike Witches. I want to see that because. I'm assuming that it's fairly graceful in the way that it pulls off their stuff too. And th- this show just, it, it never pulled that off. It never came together on any of that. It just was swipe and then red line kills bunches of st- yeah, stuff. Big red line appears and, oh, apparently she shot her gun and they all died. Oh, well. Um, I, like I said, I didn't hate it. Um, just didn't really hit much of the potential that it could have had. And there was some, some comedy in there, here and there, but mostly it was falling within the checkboard of harem walks in on girls, girls get upset, that kind of stuff. He says something. I, I got a kick out of the whole joke of, didn't I tell you this? No, you didn't tell me that. I, I kind of found that was a little funny, but not Did you like the cake? after 10 times. Did you like the cake? Yeah, that was like I that was the moment when I said that was the moment that I said Kanata is the ditherer of the season. That that response was dither of the season. You get the award. Congratulations. Uh, the guy in the next show that we're going to talk about could be pretty close to that, but no, he got it. He got that award and he he won it very great. I I I I there, like like I said this was a fine show. I there was a lot of things that I enjoyed about it. But they, there was a lot of fails in the show, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our next one we have is, my wife is a student council president. Or Okusama ga Seto Kaicho. Best seven-minute show of the season. This is a short. Yes, we're getting, we're getting into the shorts. Not, not physical shorts. We're talking about show shorts. Was there another? 
seven minute show this season? <gasps> yeah. No, Wakaba I take Girl. that back. Wakaba Girl would definitely beat this one. Sorry. No, I no. Wakaba it. Girl was was a three minute show. Seven. Ew. Yes. Do we need to find that out right now, just so I can disprove you? I'm gonna have to. <laughs> well, well you I was look gonna, it up. I was gonna say Monochrome, but because Monochrome was a seven minute show, you look season. it up and and show everybody that you know, I'm right. While I tell everybody about this wonderful show, my wife is a student council president. Uh, it follows uh, Izumi Hayato, and at some point, as he was trying to win the position of the student council president, uh, he loses miserably to this girl that shows up out of nowhere, who promises uh, sexual liberation for everybody and throws condoms in the crowd, and so she wins. And even though she didn't get expelled, I don't know why she didn't get expelled, but it's an anime. Uh, then come to find out afterwards, uh, this girl that's now the student council president um, is technically his wife. Uh, for some reason, his parents and her parents got together, did a little bit of drinking, and what? Andrew was right. <laughs> I know I'm right. That was a very long show to be a three-minute. Um, yeah. Andrew's always right. I, hey, her. hey. At least if I'm wrong, I'll admit that I'm wrong. You have to, because you're wrong. <laughs> uh, so anyways. we had three seven-minute shows this season. I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, this girl, Ui Wakana, uh, is now her his wife, because their parents got together, got drunk, and decided they were going to marry each other. Uh, turns out they kind of knew each other from their childhood, somehow, thing like that. Um, but technically, yeah. he He's struggling with the fact that this student council president is now his wife. Um, they start living together, and the emphasis on the show mostly is pervy mayhem ensues, because if you'll notice, if you look on, like, Crunchyroll or whatever, there is a censored and uncensored version, and that is for a very good reason, because if you watch the uncensored version, you will get lots of nipples, you will get lots of, uh, very suggestive things happening between these two, and if you watch the censored version, you're going to get a replacement of those scenes with very random crap that makes no sense whatsoever. It's just there to fill in the gap of bad, etchy stuff happening. Um, so, yeah. It kind of goes with that is just them living together, trying to keep that a secret. Uh, there's this other lady who's like the disciplinary or something like that. She doesn't want sexual acts happening between students, so she is the negative to that, and parents are introduced, um, and that's that's basically it for the story. It's a short, so, I mean, was it three minutes long? No, it's seven minutes. This is seven minutes? Yes. Eight minutes per episode, Chris, technically. I guess you round it up, I don't know. But yeah. Um, for my thoughts on the show, uh, I didn't get much out of this show besides the pervy. I mean, it's it's really like if you want to watch something that's pervy. It's, it's there. I didn't there was a few points that were kind of just awkward humor and got a little chuckle out of it. Like, wow, that really just happened. Uh, suddenly this thing falls between her chest and they're trying to get it and pervy stuff ensues. But for the most part, wasn't a great show. It's just a here. If you want something that's not hentai, but pretty close to hentai, watch this. I, I'm of the mindset of it didn't give me enough humor there that, constituted it to be in the place of just go watch a hentai kind of thing. Um, and that's really all I got from it. Now, watching the censored version, I would I would say that this is almost... A, I think I mentioned this in the first impression. It's almost a show that I would almost tell people, 
if you're wanting to go watch, if you want to watch this for the boobies and stuff, you're better off with hentai. If you're coming to this for anything like humor, you'd best off watch the censored version because it's just so bonkers, crazy, random. Like, I think I mentioned the first impression, this whole kissing scene gets censored because it's it's very sloppy kissing. They replace it with her eating him and then growing into a gigantic beast that takes over the world and you see her crashing through the town it's off the wall what just happened kind of thing but yeah it as an uncensored is really just to see some some naughty stuff and a little bit of awkward humor is really all i got from it not great not good in my opinion but it's just there kind of thing i ow i mean <laughs> i i i i this this is one of those frustrating things is I want to see this as a hentai. I mean, this is the kind of hentai I could get and get behind. I, mean, I would, yeah, I would say Kiss Ass Sis is probably far better than the show if you want this kind of stuff. Kiss Ass Kiss Ass Sis doesn't hold back where this show does. I think I was kind of mentioning in the the, the thread as it started concluding, there was kind of a kind of a back and forth that was happening on one of our threads about this show of was it good or not, and a lot of the impressions I got from most people that were critiquing it was that. And I kind of, I kind of evolved that comment to my thought was, you have this one thing, and you held back too much. Like if you're going to be pervy, awkward humor, stop holding back. They kept holding back. It was like they would get, they would get so, so provocative with it, and then they would stop. It was like, why not just keep going? Like why do you always stop when it's just getting to its most awkward, funny moment? Kiss X Sis would it does that same thing, and it doesn't hold back. So if you're looking for that, that's a. F- but the only problem that comes with Kiss X Sis is it kind of quote unquote is incest. It's not technically blood related incest, but it is. But it does this, and it does it so much better. I find Kiss X Sis way more funnier than this show, and I don't even like Kiss X Sis technically. <laughs> that was a bad. Uh, admittance, but I just admitted it. I, I'll, I'll have to look it up and, and find out. But I mean, I I thought that you the, probably shouldn't. <laughs> I, I thought the characters in the show were were very pretty. Uh, I, I I enjoyed a lot of the the comedy, and I liked the the situations as they got heavy per se. And I thought that they were very sexy. I, I'll just put it that way. And I enjoyed a lot of those situations and. Like I said, if if this was a hentai, I this is the kind I would want. I mean, honestly, it's it's enjoyable. I enjoyed the characters, and they were very good to look at. I, I if it was a hentai, and like I said, if it, if it would go through with what it's doing, it's not that I need that for my comedy. No, it's just that, a, if that's what you're gonna do, do it. Like if this is where you're going stop holding back kind of thing. And I guess that's really the, the takeaway that I have for it. And like I said, it's not a terrible show. It's not much of investment. It's just kind of pervy, awkward humor is, is really what it is. So if that's what you're looking for, I don't say don't watch it. But if you're, of course, again, this is, shouldn't be a surprise. If you if that's not if you don't want those kind of context, don't touch it because it's all over the place. Um, but yeah. Uh, next we have is Guy. That is a four minute, isn't it? I think it's four minutes. It's yes, very short. It is four minutes. Uh, this show revolves around a family of a brother and four sisters who live together in an apartment, and 
that's basically it. <laughs> the, the, the brother is constantly dealing with the fact of his sisters and kind of delves a little bit into each of the sisters and how why they are the way they are. It goes into the youngest sister, um, Satsuki, who is... Uh, she's kind of a, a geek like he is, and that, that's the connection that they have. It goes into uh, Uzuki, which is the the youngest, the other the the twin of her, which they're technically not twins, but they're different hair colors, whatever. Um, and she's kind of the the teaser. She likes to tease him a lot. Um, it has uh, Yayoi, who is the quote unquote tsundere that kind of likes him. Um, that was about the only kind of. I think when we first looked at the PVs for this, was kind of that fear of is this going to get creepy siscon kind of stuff she was probably the only element in the show that kind of played off of that because she kind of had a sisterly crush on him um and then you also have uh mutsuki who is the eldest daughter and she's kind of a she's viewed as being very perfect in society but he always sees her her flaws and that's that's kind of their thing it's him trying to fix those flaws like the what was it the the fixing sock that was, yeah, it was fixing it, and then that being misconceived or mis misjudged, whatever. Um, and that's kind of the show. It's just to kind of explore each of these characters, look at their flaws. They even had a pool episode. <laughs> Very small pool. <laughs> and that I, was the joke. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's twelve minutes, and like we said, it was only like three minutes per episode. Uh, it's very short. Doesn't take much investment. You can watch them all in what. Uh, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, 30 minutes. I mean, roughly, it's really yeah. quick. Uh, and it's just cute. It's, it's very cute. I, I was impressed with how, how tame it was. Um, like I said, coming into it, I thought it was going to be a siscon thing. Let's see how many perverted things he can throw this, this one boy in with these four girls. And it was really more of a, yeah, I can see a brother seeing the situation like that. Uh, one of the little girls wants to use the restroom and wants him to see it. That's, that's technically a thing. I mean, you, you, no, I you know I totally didn't catch that until the end of the episode. <laughs> they were all scared of, of of the show that they had just watched. Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't yeah. that he, that she wanted yeah, him to watch. Danny says, "Yeah, I, I don't don't want to watch that again." Yeah, don't want to don't care about what games you're playing. Um, but yeah, it was it was it had a lot of cute moments. There was a lot of episodes where it was like, okay, that sure, okay, um, that really didn't get me anything. But it was two and a half minutes out of my life. Who cares? Um, it was just a quick throw it on, see what's going on, move on kind of thing. And it, it worked for that. So it's it's good. I, I I don't say go out of your way to watch it. It's just one of those things of if you want something to relax and watch this, got a few laughs in there, move on kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's a short. I mean it's it's not gonna hurt nobody. I it it's just if you if you want something to fill up thirty minutes, it, it it's an easy one to 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 put on and, and enjoy. I, I enjoyed it. I, I but it didn't do anything outside of the norm of just one of those Moe girls uh, having fun with their big brother. Yeah. I like the teasing, too. I, I like the Satsuki thing where she finished her, his sentence. It was kind of cute. Um, but, yeah. Uh, our last one we have is... Or not the last one. Uh, next one we have is Bikini Warriors. Now, that one did do something new. Tell us about Bikini Warriors, Chris. <laughs> I, I, I totally missed an episode, so... <laughs> You're technically better at it than me, yeah? Because I missed one whole three-minute episode, Chris. Yes, I know a lot more about this show than you do, because I apparently got... 
he's like, he's like, where did these two characters come from at the end? I'm like, they were like way back here. They were going to recruit them, and they decided they were going to be together. What what do we miss? That was like of this entire show. There's not much to miss. They they give you plenty of shots of things you should not miss. And why did you miss this one thing? I I don't know how I missed it, but I'm, apparently I missed it. <sighs> Anyways, uh, Bikini Warriors is just that. It's a, a team of four girls who wear bikinis as armor, and they go into battle. Uh, and then random. I mean, the, the logo should tell you enough. This it's like a playoff of Dragon Quest. It's just a here's a short about four girls who wear bikinis and go out in dungeons and whatnot and do quests just like a JRPG and throw in JRPG jokes. So yeah, really that's a lot of this is JRPG it, jokes. Yeah, that's really all this is. It's just an excuse to have etchy jokes about JRPGs. And it it hits every one of them right down the line. I mean, I, 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 the, the episode that I found was most amusing was easily the going into random people's houses and grabbing stuff because... Because it's a JRPG, and that's what's normal in a JRPG. And I liked that about this show. It, it, the etchy humor did get a little bit crazy sometimes, but hey, it's it's etchy humor. I mean, some people like that stuff. And Yeah, it does the whole thing where suddenly girls wrapped her with a tentacle and the tentacle's going in her Yeah, I thought that that one was, that, that got a little annoying. I mean... <laughs> every other episode. Yeah, I mean, she was constantly... <laughs> And she was the one that was running in there. Like, she wanted that to happen. So She it's was like, a paladin. That's what she does. <laughs> That's her whole thing is self-sacrifice. And that was her whole thing in her whole episode was self-sacrifice. That wasn't was self-sacrifice. That was, uh, I want this so bad that I'm going to go run into it. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, she did quite get a lot of enjoyment. A lot of <laughs> she, they, they kill she, it. And she she's like, why did you stop? She wasn't as pure as she sounded. <laughs> why did you cut the tentacle? I was enjoying that kind of thing. Um... I, the, I think I said it in the first impression, so I'm not going to go into huge detail like I th- did then, but the the case in point is, yes, this is a show about JRPG tropes. Unfortunately, all these jokes have been played to death several times before in my viewing of jokes and comics and stuff. It's They're not doing any new jokes here. It is the, here is the checkboard of tropes in JRPGs, and we're going to go through it real quickly. Hope you enjoyed it. With some boobs and stuff in there at the same time, um, not it's not a bad thing. It's just for me personally, it was like, yeah, I've I've seen all these jokes before. You're just doing them again. That's you, I guess. Cool. Um, the the only really annoying part of it is it's a lot of pan shots, and that's really the thing is they're trying to show you these girls' butts and these girls' boobs, and that gets repetitive. But that's what the show is, so you can't really complain about. It. That's what you're. You, it's like Triage X. You can't go into Triage X not wanting. That's what you're going there for. That's what you're going to get. This is Bikini Warriors. They're, they're girls wearing bikinis. That's what you're getting. So I didn't get much out of it just because, like I said, I've I've seen all this humor. Um, that's all I can really say. I didn't get much out of it, but it is what it is. If you're looking for JRPG trope jokes with with boobs and butts, that's that's it right there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I didn't have a problem with it. It did what it was trying to do. It was trying to be etchy, funny, and and show you boobs and butts at the same time. So, I mean, it, it, it did what it set out to do. All right. Well, it's time for what everybody's been waiting for, I'm sure. And that is our review of School Live. Now, the reason why, we, again, we put this at the very end is because mainly one thing. If you have not checked out the show whatsoever, 
we advise that you at least watch the first episode before listening to our review because for us to talk about anything about the show, we would reveal what happens in that first episode, which is kind of pretty cool and created the way that it delivered what it was delivering in that first episode. And us to talk about anything about the show outside of that is going to reveal what that cool thing is in that first episode. So if you have not watched at least that first episode, watch it now before listening to this because the review is going to ruin it. Um, so now that you have that cleared out, let's move on to School Live. Uh, this show takes place in a school where Yuki is enjoying her time in, uh, she loves school. She really enjoys school. Um, but at some point, uh, we realize that Yuki's actually got an inverted personality. She views this world as being normal and she's at school. She's joined this club where you, you live at school and she sleeps in one, her club room. She comes out, goes to her clubs, goes to her classes, and you realize at some point that she is viewing this world as normal, but actuality, everything is the apocalypse. Every, there's zombies everywhere. Um, they have bored themselves in this school because there are resources there that they can use, and the outside is dangerous because, of course, there's zombies out there. And you get to meet Kurumi, who is a shovel-carrying uh, pigtail girl uh, who does most of the... Uh, scouting because she she takes upon herself to actually use a shovel and kill things. Uh, you meet uh, Mickey, who is the newest member of their group because they went out to... Uh, they end up finding her at some point and bring her into the, the group. Uh, you meet Yuri, who is kind of the, the more mature of the group. She does a lot of the cooking and, and more of the counseling. If somebody needs to talk to somebody, she's usually talking to her. Uh, and then you have Mega, who is the teacher who is kind of off the side that... Um, helps them out with what they're what they're dealing with and all that kind of stuff involved with that. And then Tomaru, who is the dog. Because you have to have a dog. Cute little mascot character. Dog. But yeah, it kind of... Uh, the interesting thing about the show was... The first thing, of course, was that impactful first episode where you had that stark contrast happen between... Uh, the, all the breadcrumbing they did in that episode was really brilliant. And it kind of showed me how clever the writing was in how they can kind of breadcrumb all these things that eventually lead up to here's the situation and this is what's really going on. And outside of that, it was really a here's very cute characters in this very gruesome world. And it did a very, very good job of contrasting the cute characters, the innocence that they are, and what they're dealing with, and then the gruesome ass reality, which is what's going on outside, and how to keep that outside. And how that can... Uh, invade that comfort zone, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. We've we've never really made it much of a secret. Um, we've enjoyed a lot of shows like, you know, Walking Dead, but it was really more of a, not the zombie aspect, was more of the psyche aspect. Um, I always enjoyed the psyche aspect of apocalypse shows. I enjoy the rebuilding, what do you do after that, um, creating structure where there is chaos, and this show kind of delivered a lot of that. It was the, how do we deal with what Yuki's doing and, and should we snap her out of it? We're not technically psychiatrists. We can't deal with what she's doing. Um, getting into Kurumi and her, uh, what she went through before the incident happened. Um, all these little things that I really kind of enjoyed about the show. It, it was a lively show. It was very fun. And at the same time, it delivered the 
lots of suspense. Uh, the later episodes were just were killing me <laughs> physically and mentally. It was I I was hurting really badly with what was happening towards the end. So I I I'm trying to avoid spoiler here. So you have to help me. Um, I I was I was hurting a lot for that final part, and then its conclusion kind of gave me a. I liked the conclusion. I I really liked how they concluded things. It made sense to the situation. It um I didn't like how much I was put through. I didn't like certain things that I didn't want certain things to happen, but it happened, and I accepted that ending. It was a very well put together show. That's this this show me. was so mean. It hurt my lollies. That was expected. So I hated it. Okay. But I loved it. Because there was a lot of cool stuff in it. <laughs> I, I, there was a lot of interesting aspects to this. I, I, I think that we had a little bit of a hard time at the beginning because we were a little bit frustrated with the timeline. Um, it, yeah. it, it toyed a little bit with the timeline. But when all was said and done... And they finally cleared everything out. I I don't think that there was anything that was left out in the open. I I thought it was a very, very solid, buttoned-up storyline. I don't know that I cared that they randomly showed up, showed a person at random, but, you know. Yeah, I was about to say, it was like, <laughs> our thread is blooming or booming right now with one question of what is this one figure at the end? It's like... I didn't think it was that much of a question, but apparently there's a lot of controversy to that one figure. Well, technically two, but uh, it, she, it, she she just happened to showed, find the letter. That's all. <laughs> it was it was what I wrote in uh, I think my last post for this this show was like this show did so well in that ending part where it gives you that moment of oh everything's everything's relaxing. We've we've got a relax happening, and then jab in the stomach oh no way did you do that and then like okay let's move on and then jab again oh why are we doing that stop <laughs> good writing i i like that good writing. yeah i was pretty much in tears i'm not gonna lie i did it it hit the 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 marks just right like i said it buttoned it so well i i you would be hard pressed to show me something in this show that was un uncovered in some way does that make sense? Uh, not uncovered, but um, anything that was not taken care of. Any, there's no thread lines that were left un, un, undone. Does that make sense? Am I, the, people am I can, getting to it? <laughs> people can argue certain things about certain parts, but they really weren't that important. It didn't affect what the conclusion was. You're going to have to talk, tell me later, because I, I, everything that I... I seen in the show what Tomaru was going after. They showed they, it at the end, right? But they were supposed to go look for it. That I can I can agree with. That I, I was like, what? Well, the, I thought they said that they were going to go after it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like now they're in the car. Um, but yeah, it's I I like the the right. Yeah, Chris, I totally forgot about it. Chris made a good point. We mentioned it in the first impressions. It was all over the place at the beginning, and it was really I think for the sake of trying to. Uh, 
they were trying to stagger something that was really kind of obvious to some people, but it wasn't 100% stated. And I think they were trying to dance around that for a little bit too long, but it's okay because it, it, it was still impactful. And outside of that, everything about this show, I like the writing. I like how Yuki is uh, affected. I like uh, the breadcrumbing they did for her. I like all these characters. Technically didn't like a lot about Mickey, but that was okay. It's not like she was a bad character. I just didn't particularly like her as much as the rest of the characters. And that's saying a lot because I like I love Kurumi. And I like the Genki aspect of Yuki. I know some people not like that. Uh, there was a few points where some people might have problems with the the quote unquote fan service, but I, think I was going to say I, I, I was going to say it gave breathers. I think it gave time to connect to the characters outside of the drama and stuff. I was going to say I, I I've heard quite a uh, quite a bit of bashing of this show's fan service, and I was actually going to ask you what you thought of it. I didn't particularly see bad fan service in the show. I this this show borders on an edge that is in the questionable area, mostly because of the fact that it's natural for girls who are around girls to lay around in their underwear. But this show, I I think it, it bordered on that fine. And like I said, there's, you have, you have these girls that are around girls and they're comfortable with each other. They've been around each other for a while and there's no pretenses for, modesty there and if they lay around in their underwear in front of each other that's completely normal for us for them not not for us (laughs) (laughs) totally natural for us (laughs) i and and i don't i don't see that as a fan servicey aspect um they had a a pool episode okay (laughs) i i i i I understood it it was for them to chill out and 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 I, I mean, they're stuck up in a room all the time, and they have a thing up at the top that's kind of like a pool. Why wouldn't they? I mean, I don't, I don't see that as a problem. Did it progress the story? Not really, but they had fun. I, the the whole point behind Yuki as the as the heart, quote unquote, of the group was that she embraced the things that were good in the world. Yeah. She wasn't stuck on what th- all the other girls were stuck on was there's zombies outside. I mean, and I, I appreciated that. We, we all know what the worst fan service that was in this show. And it was the fact that Tom Tomaru was walking around naked all the time. Yes. That's that, the real, that, that's the real story here. People that, 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 that disgusting and he, and, dog. And that's a male, right? And they threw him all over the place. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, nobody questioned that he was rolling around on his back with his, I mean, it was all showing people. Why wasn't that in question? Huh? Now, I think that there's three crucial parts in the fan service element that people didn't like. It was the first was uh, uh, me, uh, Mickey and her walking around in her underwear. It's like, yeah, what Chris was saying, technically there's there's no need for them to be all dressed up. No air conditioning in I, that room either. So I, I mean, I, I kind of question the fact of why she'd be wearing the, the, the pantyhose when, or the stockings when technically that would probably be uncomfortable with the situation. You don't need to be looking pretty. But that's her character design. I mean, you can't... Are we going to sit here and start picking at the fact that that's her character design, so thus that's wrong? She should not be wearing them because we're getting too we're getting too caught up in details. If we're going to really start picking apart things, there's a zombie apocalypse happening. That part is a lot more unbelievable than the fact that she's wearing stockies during a, a, an apocalypse. So it, it's at that point where I think people are kind of spending too much time picking at things. 
they're going to wash Tanramaru. They're not going to do it in their clothes because they're going to get wet. Why does why does that seem wrong? I mean, yeah, the pool episode. I didn't really find a a necessity for it, but technically, it serves its purpose as getting these characters a, a breather moment. They're having fun. Why can't the characters have fun? I mean, why does it always have to be? It's an apocalypse. They're constantly uh, fighting to survive. Why can't they have a moment of of breathing? I I don't see why it's a no pool episode. Why is this happening? No, it, it's it's a thing. People go to pools, people. And if there's a pool up there, they're gonna go to it. I mean, what is what's wrong with that? I, I not I don't to mention see. these are technically girls, so I they're not going to think about things the same way adults do. I mean, they're going to see a pool. They're gonna go want to play in a pool. They're gonna if they have water guns, they're gonna shoot each other with water guns. I mean, yeah, and technically. Again, Yuki's having this inverted state where she believes everything is fine. Why wouldn't she want to go play in a pool? <laughs> it doesn't. It makes perfect sense. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, it, it's it's sad that, that becomes the thing, and it's sad that and it's something that we are guilty of. It's it's something that everybody's kind of guilty of. Is this whole thing of there's a perfectly good show, it has a really good writing in it, it has a cool story it's telling it's doing it in a very unique ways i love when they take the apocalypse thing and and do something unique with it to get caught up in this is the discussion is the fan service really is annoying and and like, like i said we're guilty of it we'll focus on something on another show and we'll probably dig way too much into it take it way too seriously uh we did with the the whole uh i'm already forgetting what it was we did it earlier uh, Bikini Warriors is a great example. I mean, it, that that's fan servicey compared to this. The, the, I mean, you put the two side by side. I mean, you see a huge difference. I mean, yeah. I, you you, <laughs> you walk walk into Bikini Warriors within three seconds, you're seeing boobs flying in the screen. It took what five episodes before they got to the 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 me the Miki being in the in the room was it five episodes and i was hearing i was hearing all about this this fan servicey scene in school live because it, it's absolute well, utter it's trash a, because it's so fan service let's be honest there's very rare cases in which fan service is put in there for not for the sake of yeah we want to have this girl cute girl in her underwear it's a thing whatever it's there's yeah there's a reason for it there the, it's always a reason for that's what people want to see. Yeah, I it's mean, always I'm a, not going to. But lie. the question yeah. is, is if if it is purposeful or if it is just for the sake of being it. Bikini Warriors is the sake for being it. This they put a logical, purposeful reason for it to be there. And I yeah, guess I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was it was an attractive scene. I but it's not. I didn't. I didn't get. Exp- I, I I didn't go. Oh wow, that's her and her panties. I, let me do it. Take a screenshot of it, or for some reason, I don't know. My 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 main point is that is a, a specific difference. I seen a logical reason for that scene as it was, whereas and and really, what I guess we got to do is just have a discussion about fan service one time. Then because yeah, because we're turning this in this review. This is not a fan servicey show, and and that's what I'm kind of trying to point out is I I I think that this show is getting bad 
points because of a fan service scene that is not a fan service scene. And let's just leave it at that. I, yeah. I, I, and it's funny to hear people that were complaining about that. And it's like the moment I seen the, the swimming episode, I was like, oh, here's it. here comes these other podcasts are going to be really upset about this situation right here. And of course they do. And that's fine if they if that if that's one, if they want to make the focus. And that, of course, it's a hard show to talk about. So the only thing you really can talk about when you're talking about a specific episode is just fan service, because um, you can't really talk about anything else really without being spoilerish. But it was funny that it, following that they seen the same thing I did. The purpose was to get connect, more connected with the characters. You never had too many moments where they were all together. Let's do one single thing unless they were doing a trip or something. So this was a moment to give them. Let's get connected, and there was. There was threads that were thrown throughout there that you end up seeing in the last episode from a, a, a swimming pool episode. There was purpose for it to be there, and they showed the purpose of it in the later parts. So, I don't know. Again, it's it's sad that, that we end up going on a big fan service thing that really has nothing to really do with the, the show itself, and it detracts from it, which is sad. But, um, but just to kind of hit the points again, I like the contrast of the cute characters and this world. I thought it was really cool. I like that it's just like Madoka Magica. It's just like uh, Higurashi. It's this this contrast between cute and the darkness. And I love the character designs. I like a lot of the character designs. Uh, the, the element of residual memories was really a huge point of this show that I really liked in the element of the zombies. And the way that they played off that was heartbreaking and probably a, a huge core of the show itself. Uh, dealing with the loss of the world they have, Yuki's love for her school and losing it, I loved all that element. Uh, dealing with uh, loss and moving forward, kind of stuff like that, it's really a huge part of the show. And I I like all those elements, and I think that's what made the show creative and every week I wanted to see And it was one of the shows, it sucked that it was like a... I think they aired it at like nine o'clock at night in Japan, so it was like every morning we were watching it at like nine o'clock in the morning. And it, I'm at work, and I'm like, there was several weeks I just deleted Twitter app off my phone because I didn't want any notifications, any chance of seeing any spoilers because this show had so much. You could get spoiled really easy on the show, and I did not want to get spoiled, so that showed how much I care for the show. I did not want anything ruined for it. I wanted to sit down and watch every episode and consume it all myself. So, and I will be getting the Blu-ray. I was going to say, already have so wall, getting the Blu-ray. <laughs> already have wall scroll on the way. Uh, I think it's Sentai Filmworks. Please Sentai Filmworks do a no game, no life. Super duper box. Uh, love Shinobi on other delusions. Super duper box. Please. I will buy it in a heartbeat. Uh, love it. So, Definitely suggest it. If you have not watched it yet, you're missing out on something that is truly unique and and definitely easily my number one of the the season. So, I thought you had Gangsta as your number one. Gangsta's knocked down to like four right now. <laughs> it's, it's it was number one and starting out the season, but it, it's it's fallen. And this was I think my number two at the time, so it easily popped back up to one. So I cannot recommend it enough. And definitely enjoyed it. You have anything else to add? I don't think I could add anything. To just, there's so much I want to get into, but it's there's even some of the stuff that I, the points that I hit that I might delete afterwards because it's just like really dancing around spoilers. So hopefully we didn't ruin it for anybody. So, but we hope you enjoy. This is our first segment of our reviews for summer 2015. Again, we'll have two more single core show <laughs> reviews. There's plenty to talk about this season. <laughs> 
And then we have a full episode that's going to be about second season or additional season shows, uh, second core inning shows, um, and that one's going to have all of those, which is a lot. But technically, a lot of them won't have too much to talk about to avoid spoilers. So I think it should probably come out pretty even. Um, but we hope you enjoy. Definitely look forward to next week as we go into our second part of our reviews for summer 2015. We hope you all enjoyed. Definitely uh, leave us a comment in the thread for this episode. Let us know what you think of these shows. If you hate me for not liking Imaro-chan, if you love us for liking School Live or you didn't like School Live, whatever, let us know. Make sure to put it in spoilers tags. I'm Uh, probably going to get more hate than you are. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We'll we'll see. (laughs) It's always a surprise what people respond to this stuff for. Um, But thank you all for listening. Y'all take care. Oh,